The Man Cave Podcast is brought to you by Woods and Water Realty. Whether you're looking to buy or sell, Woods and Water Realty is your go-to real estate store. Check them out online at woodsandwater.com. The Man Cave. A sanctuary. A sacred place. A place where we can go talk about the things we want to talk about. A place where we're surrounded by our favorite teams. A place where everyone is welcome. Grab a seat and a beverage. This is the Man Cave Podcast with Dan Casper. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is another episode of the Man Cave Podcast brought to you by Woods and Water Realty and Twisted Tea. I'm Dan Casper. As always, appreciate you tuning in to another episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Hey, I know last time I uh, uh, we did an episode, I asked you all to, if you can help spread the word a little bit, if you can, you know, kind of put it up on your socials, make sure you do some ratings, make sure you do some uh, uh, reviews if you're able to, depending on, depending on which podcasting platform you use. And so a few of you look like you did. I appreciate that. We put that... Uh, we put that good old trivia type of question in there too. So, congrats to Adam. Adam was our winner for our Twisted Tea Truly Swag kind of giveaway there too. We'll be doing that randomly. Not going to be doing it for for every episode of the of the podcast here, but I really 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 appreciate all of you sending me your answers and and all that good stuff. Seriously, appreciate it. And bigger thanks for for listening to the episode too. We broke some uh Broke some records last week for a couple of our episodes. So hopefully we can make that a norm. Get uh, get a bunch of listens. Get a bunch of downloads. Appreciate it. Uh, appreciate all of you doing that. Really do. So uh, big thanks for passing along and such. And just again, a reminder to make sure you are subscribing to the podcast, whether it's you know iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Amazon, you name it. And if you can leave reviews or ratings, please do so. wouldn't mind if you do that. That helps spread the word out there a little bit more and uh, put it up on your socials. All right, put it up on your socials. What do we got on the docket here for this episode? Well, it's actually uh, it's actually fairly football heavy, fairly NFL heavy this week. Um, you know, we've got uh, the John Gruden news that's out there. That's going to be coming up in uh, at the end of the podcast here, some closing arguments there. Uh, just a, a quick skosh of an, uh, of some hoops chat. We're going to be, uh, doing some other, uh, football, football chat, talking about some of the younger quarterbacks and, and taking a look at, uh, where, where some of the teams are at. So we're, you know, last week it was like four quarters into the season. It was, you know, last year when it was 16 games, that was perfect. You know, that's, that's the end of the first quarter. Well, now that we're through the fifth week, we can officially say we are through the first quarter. And in my opinion, there's one team that's above everybody else. There's one, like, yep, that's a complete team right there. And then I think there's a bunch of unknowns. We've got, like, one undefeated team left, which is the Cardinals, and a few one-loss teams. But of that group, there's one that just really stands out that I think is the most complete team is, in my opinion, the easy favorite uh, to get and what to win the Super Bowl too. So, but we're giving the honors. Do a little golf term here. The honors are going to baseball and more specifically 
the Milwaukee Brewers. Brewers are out of the postseason. Brewers fans, we had our hopes up. We had our expectations up. It was a little bit of a different team this year, led by the starting pitching, which I'm not really used to having some stud starting pitching. We're talking, obviously, about Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, and Freddie Peralta. But the big problem with this team throughout the whole season was the offense, the inconsistency of the offense. Now, I know a lot of people are quick to point the finger at Andy Haynes, the, the, pity, the, the hitting coach. And, you know, he might be the scapegoat. It might come to that. But you kind of look at some of the other players, too. Omar Narvaez had a huge bounce back here. Avi Garcia set some career highs. Luis Urias became kind of a threat at the plate. So we look at those three players, and overall, they had you know solid years. Omar, for the longest time, was like batting well above 300. We mentioned Garcia setting power numbers. Luis Urias showing off some power. So obviously he was doing something right. Andy Haynes was doing something right with those guys. But it's all centered around one player, and that's Christian Yelich. Christian Yelich, again, having a down year. If you go back to to last year, the 60-game season, this year, I know he was a little bit banged up at the early part of the season, but not the Christian Yelich that we have seen, or at least in Milwaukee from what we've seen in the first couple of years where he set some high, lofty expectations, winning an MVP his first year. Looked like he was going to win the MVP in his second year before suffering that uh, fractured kneecap. Ended up finishing second in the MVP vote. Um you know the, the and that's the biggest question mark that the Brewers are going to have to figure out this offseason. It really is. It's it's the offense overall, but it's how do you fix Christian Yelich? I mean I, and I don't think we're I know some people, you know, and 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 the thing is Christian Yelich has set such a such a high bar, right? He has set such a high freaking bar. First two years in Milwaukee. MVP and runner-up. So the bar, it's like Aaron Rodgers' agreement. Bar is so high, like when he does have a poor performance or a poor game, it's still better than a lot of people, but, you know, we set it so high. I don't know about the rest of Brewers fans, but I'd be good with a, with like a Miami Marlins version of Christian Yelich. 20-some home runs, batting average close to 300. I just, you know, a lot is being made about batting third in the lineup and and whether that's a good spot and all that sort of stuff. I mean, yeah, it, it, do I view him mostly as like that 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 typical three hitter, kind of like what Ryan Braun was back in the day? Probably not. I mean, I you know, first two years, obviously he looked like it, but he needs some power help. You know, I look at Avi Garcia. I don't view him as a as a cleanup guy. I don't view him as as that as that dude like a like a Freddie Freeman or somebody like that could jack. 30, 40 home runs in a given year. Yelich needs help. He he needs more consistent help. But Yelich, it does start with Christian Yelich. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy because it the, the play is unacceptable, especially given the contract status. Now, for anybody saying he's not worth it and 
He's only counting his money. Shut up. Just stop. It's it's easy. It's an easy excuse. It's 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 a lame excuse. All that sort of stuff. Christian Yelich has to get better. He knows he has to get better. The Brewers have to figure out a way for him to get better. They got to figure out what is going on. They kind of have to build him back up. Figure it out. He uh, the pressure is going to be on. The talk is all going to be about Yelich this offseason into the next season. When spring training happens, he's going to be the main topic. Regular season, he's going to be the main topic. Is he going to be back to what he was? Is he going to be doing this? Is he going to be doing that? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I think the window is still now for the Brewers. I really do. I, I, I feel like the window is still now for the Brewers, and it is because of their three young pitchers, and that's what they got to focus on. That's what they got to build on. You know, in the last few years, the Brewers were known more for their offense. They were known more for their offense, so they tried to, you know, figure out their pitching staff. And, you know, pitchers, free agent pitchers cost so much money. I mean, aces like Garrett Cole and, and Scherzer's, I mean, you're going to have to unload like 25, 30 million, heck, 40 million per year to get some of those dudes. And the Brewers just can't do that. They can't do that, so they had to go or do a little untraditional approach and and hope that they can build their own players, homegrown type of players. Well, the Brewers looks like they finally got that, and and they've got control of these guys for the next couple of years, next few years. Burns and Woodruff, they don't become unrestricted free agents until twenty twenty five. Peralta signed that cheap deal just a couple of years ago, so they've got those three. Now, can those three pitch like they did again this year? That, you know, I, I think we're more confident maybe in Woodruff continuing to do what he's doing because he's done a little bit longer. Burns last year was getting talked about Cy Young. Maybe he wins it this year. I think we're comfortable with him. Peralta's maybe a little bit more of an unknown, but he's gotten better. So I would expect those three pitchers, you know, maybe they're all three aren't going to have ERAs in the twos or the low twos again, but they're going to be solid starters. Build off that. How do you build around them? Add more offense. Get consistent offense. And that's where it goes back to Yelich. I mean, you got a guy like Yelich. He should be able to be contributing better. He has to contribute better. So got to get another power bat, though. I think that's the big thing for me is, like, you've got to get a more consistent power bat for that cleanup spot, whether it's going to come from third base or first base. Let's be honest. Rowdy Telez and Daniel Vogelbach, awesome stories, right? Rowdy Telez, couple of dingers here in the postseason. But do you trust him to be an everyday player? Do you trust those guys to be an everyday player? Keston, I think the Keston hero situation kind of threw everything in for a, uh, you know, kind of threw everything out the window because they were expecting a lot from him this year to be a hitter this year. And maybe that kind of threw everything in for, you know, kind of jumbled up everything. I don't know. I don't know what Keston's going to be able to do next year. I, I just, I think that had a hand in it, but they've got to get a more consistent hitter. If Keston was hitting like he was a couple years ago, that, that, that consistent threat, maybe it changes up things a little bit. Maybe it helps out that lineup a little bit. Hits are contagious, as they always say. I don't know. But I feel like... They've got to get at least a big-time power hitter for that cleanup spot and maybe even for the three spot. 
a little bit more of a hitter for that three spot. Somewhere around there. But take advantage of the three starters that you have now. Take advantage of those three youngsters. Josh Hader is still under control. I know the last couple years there's been rumors about him possibly being traded for maybe another bat. We'll see. I'm sure that's going to be sparked up again this offseason. But it starts with Christian Yelich. Get him fixed. Figure it out. He has got to be better. The window is still now. The window is not shut for this Brewers team. They've got a lot of really, really, really good pieces. They still have a good manager. I know a lot of people are frustrated with Craig Council right now. They're frustrated with some of his decisions. He is still a really, really good manager. They've got some good pieces, but it starts with number 22. Get him figured out and go get another bat. Go get a power bat, a cleanup type of guy. Somebody that's that can hit in that cleanup spot or maybe a, a number three guy. You need power bats, consistent bats in that. Get the top of the order going. Colton Wong back next year. Put him at one. Put uh, you know, maybe you put Yelich at two and Willie Adamas at three, and then you've got a new cleanup hitter somewhere around that. They still got the pieces. The window is still here. But no doubt about it, this was it was a fun season. The regular season, I think, surpassed a lot of expectations, especially at the beginning part of the year. But once we got to the postseason and with all those from what we saw in the in the regular season, it definitely didn't live up to our expectations when it came to the postseason. So interesting offseason, though, for the Brewers because David Stearns is going to be a well-sought-after candidate for some other jobs out there. I know the Mets are interested. I doubt the Brewers will let him go. He's only got one year one year left on his deal, but it's going to be a big-time offseason for the Milwaukee Brewers coming up here. All right, now next uh, for our next segment here in the in the man cave podcast, I want to I want to touch a little bit on some of the some of the quarterback play that we are seeing in the NFL and mostly with the youngsters. Uh, when I mean by youngsters, you know dudes that have been playing for like last couple of years, three years or so. You know Josh Allen, he's doing his thing over there, third year right now. Buffalo Bills look pretty dang good, four and one on the season. You've got. You got Kyler Murray, third year guy. Third year? Is it third year already with Kyler? Yeah, Kyler Murray's third year. No, Josh Allen's four years, right? Yeah, Josh Allen fourth year. Kyler Murray three year. I'm doing this all off my head. Kyler Murray's got the Cardinals going undefeated right now. I mean, he's I think he's kind of surpassed my expectations here, but I think the Cardinals have also done a really good job of surrounding him with some dang talent as well. You know, he's balling out right now. Uh, Dak Prescott, you know, he's still balling out right now. Lamar Jackson, I got to give that dude a lot of credit because, you know, with running quarterbacks, when when he won MVP in his second year, there was still question marks surrounding Lamar Jackson. You know, can his career last? How long is it going to last? Because he's a running quarterback. You know, he's going to get hit. He's going to get banged up. And and, and maybe his career is not going to be, be that long. But I got to tell you what. Defenses haven't figured out Lamar Jackson yet. If anything, Lamar Jackson maybe is a little bit better right now, or he sure looks like it. You know, don't want to get a little overreaction hot take-ish right now after just five games into the season, but dude is just balling out. 500 total yards the other night on Monday night against the uh, against the Colts in a comfort-behind victory. 
I mean, Lamar Jackson is showcasing that dude. It talent wise might be the best player in football, just straight up talent wise. I mean, dude, whether it's running, whether it's throwing, dude almost threw for 500 yards. I mean, he's got more yards by himself. I think what was this? What was the number? Like he's like 13th or 14th in total yards, which is like more than some teams together. So it's just what he's been doing. It one, it's surprising me. I figured, you know, at some point defenses might be able to might be able to figure him out or, or something like that. But man, he is he's either gotten, you know, better or defenses still just haven't been able to figure him out. He has been lights out. Justin Herbert, too. I mean, there were people in Oregon who weren't sold on him when he was playing there. And he gets drafted by the Chargers. Doesn't even, is not a starter right away. Tyrod Taylor, you know, with a punctured lung because of a, a team doctor. He comes in and he just like, looks like he's been playing for a while now. He looks like a veteran out there. This kid, this second year guy, Justin Herbert. Dude is just balling out too. He's got the Chargers sitting there at four and one. So these youngsters across the league, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, you want to throw Dak into that equation too. These guys are balling out right now. I I haven't even mentioned Patrick Mahomes because you already know Patrick Mahomes. And he's been around maybe about a year longer than what Josh Allen and, and and Lamar or something like that. But those these guys, these and, and well, Dak might even be a little bit older or anything like that too. I'll have to double check that one there. But you know, Lamar, the the big ones that kind of stand out to me, Lamar, Justin, Kyler. Josh, man, those guys are just playing lights out. But I really think Lamar Jackson, and maybe it's a little bit overreaction. You know, when I think of like those those athletic quarterbacks, those mobile quarterbacks, you know, you think of Randall Cunningham, you think of Steve Young, you think of a little Cordell Stewart, Mister Slash, and then you know the most uh, the most. Uh, running maybe the bet one of the best, if not the best, running quarterback of all time, Michael Vick. You know, was like, what year was it in the Madden game? Was it old four where he was like the best player ever? You could do whatever the hell you wanted with with Michael Vick, and then you got Lamar Jackson, who <laughs> might be better than all of them. You know, Steve Young's a Hall of Famer, and Steve Young's you know got Super Bowls, so that's that's you know obviously he's got the tenure and he's got the resume there too. But in terms of just like straight up skill sets. Straight up skill sets. Lamar's Lamar's making a pretty damn good case that he might be the best athlete out of all of them, and maybe the best athlete in all of football right now. Nobody can stop him. Nobody can stop him. It's like Devontae Adams. You know, if you're listening to the radio show, you know, I make the case that I think what's what's really helped Devontae Adams' career these last couple of years has been playing in Matt LaFleur's system, but but Devonte Adams is just nasty out there. You can double team him, and he's still going to put up 200 yards. He can do any route, any route in the receiving tree, in the receiver's tree. That you want to go deep, you want to go outside, you want to do a little comeback, you want to do a little out, you want to do a little crossing, you want to do a little slant. Dude can do anything. Sick. Best receiver in the game. Lamar Jackson might be the best overall athlete in, in the game right now. It's amazing. It's a lot of fun to watch what he's doing, too. All right, coming up next, we're going to do a little uh, Here's a Thing. 
sticking with football, we got one undefeated team and a few 4-1 and one teams, but there's one team that I think is clearly ahead of everybody else right now five games into the season. I'll tell you who that is coming up after these words. Are you looking to sell your home or buy a new home? Or perhaps you're looking for some land to do some hunting or build your dream home on. Whatever the case may be, you need to check out Woods & Water Realty. Visit woodsandwater.com to check out all the listings out there for new homes, some land for hunting, or to build your new home on. Woods & Water Realty will work with you from start to finish to either put your home on the market and help find that new dream home for you or that perfect plot of land. Woods and Water Realty, your real estate store. So the Cardinals, they're undefeated. We've got the Rams at 4 and 1, they've lost to the Cardinals. We got the Bills at 4 and 1. We got the Chargers at 4 and 1. We've got the Cowboys at 4 and 1. We've got the Packers at 4 and 1. We've got the Buccaneers at 4 and 1. We've got the Ravens at 4 and 1. But there's like one team out of all those teams that are, you know, one loss, two losses, undefeated Cardinals, the only undefeated team out there. There's one team that I think is clearly clearly ahead of the rest of the pack, and that's the Buffalo Bills. Because here's the thing, Now, I know it's only five games into the season. There's a lot of football left to be played. There's 12 more regular season games left to be played, okay? A lot of football yet. And the Bills dropped their first game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, which was kind of like, Josh Allen looked a little off, looked a little rusty in that. But right now, through through five weeks of the season, the Buffalo Bills have the high-scoring offense, and their defense is is number one, too. Last time that has happened. It's only happened two times. The 96 Packers, which won the Super Bowl, and the 72 Dolphins, which, well, if you know your history, undefeated Super Bowl champion Dolphins. Now, that could change. There's a a lot of football left to be played. But when I look at these first five weeks, the most complete team in my mind right now is the Buffalo Bills. Quarterback, check. Wide receiver, offense, check. Defense, check check the most complete team right now most complete team in my mind is the buffalo bills you look at dallas you know a little bit unknown yet how much do you do you trust with what you see with the with the cowboys there packers you know they've had some up and downs you know obviously that first game was like holy moly they've gotten better but i still have questions a little bit with with the defense and they're really banged up tampa bay's banged up in the cornerback spot uh the rams you know, maybe a little bit of an issue. Are they, are they getting away too much of what uh, what their offense does, what they're good at, or what Sean McVay's good at? And you know, trying to, it, it, there's it's a little reminiscent of like the Matthew Stafford Detroit Lions days. I think Stafford could be a better quarterback if they put him in the Sean McVay style of offense. I want to see that more. Uh, you know, the Cardinals. I think the jury's still out. Like, but hey, give them credit. Tip of the cap. They beat the Rams. They are undefeated. They are balling out. They've got a lot of good playmakers. It's just a little bit of an unknown yet for me. Just a little bit of an unknown yet. Chargers, they were my pick at the beginning of the year to be that that pesky team, to be that team that, you know, I think they can, you know, maybe not a lot of people are giving them a lot of attention because, you know, they're in the same division with the Chiefs, but they could do something. And they are doing something right now. 
but I still want to, you know, I'm still like, that's a team that's always been jinxed with injuries, it seems like. Can they continue to do it? Can they keep doing it? But when I come back, you know, and the Ravens too, I know they, they've been banged up here or there and, and that sort of thing. But they're but <laughs> Lamar Jackson, he's he's it right now. He's a dude right now. But it's you know that they've been banged up with some injuries too, and maybe a little bit of a uh, question mark with uh, with with their defense in, in the back end a little bit. But and I know they got Marlon Humphrey and, and and all that sort of stuff and Jimmy Smith and that. But there's start there's a little bit of concerns with there. But when I when I look at the most complete team right now when I look at the most complete team I go back to it being the Buffalo Bills they are the most complete team and right now if I were to like tier them contender it's only the Buffalo Bills number one then the next level I'd probably put like the Buccaneers and 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 the Rams and and the Ravens and such in there and I'm just I'm unknown with the other teams. I, I can't get a good gauge on them right now. But the one team I can get a uh, a really good gauge on it's the Buffalo Bills. Easily the best team in the league right now. Before we get to our next segment here, I want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Twisted Tea. I love that stuff, Twisted Tea. I'm a big iced tea guy anyways. You know, I've got the instant iced tea in the pantry. That's kind of my go-to beverage and such. But when it comes to tailgating or or in the backyard, sitting in the back porch, uh, with, with summer right around the corner, nothing quenches my thirst like a Twisted Tea, especially the man cans. You know, those big ones right there, just getting them out of the cooler, ice cold twisted tea now they've got a bunch of different flavors i'm a big like uh the 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 arnold palmer type the the 50 50 lemonade and and uh the iced tea that's my favorite one right now you know they got the raspberry they got the original and a bunch of different flavors for you to try out but this summer when it's getting hot getting a little warm and you're sitting in the back porch you're doing some grill outs or you know you're doing some tailgating for for some baseball games Grab a twisted tea. It's going to go down a lot smoother and it's going to cool you down and it tastes great as well. You know, I was going to talk a little bit about the NBA here because apparently the NBA starts next week. The NHL's already started up with their regular season. And I was going to say, like, how the hell is that already starting here? But that's the only thing I have to say. How the heck are they already starting? Bucks and six. They just got done. It was just like a year ago when, when the Lakers won their championship. I know why they're playing catch up with the whole COVID thing, but I was going to do something about the NBA, but I'm just not feeling it. So you know what? We're going to go right into closing arguments. It's been a pretty much a, a football episode of the of the podcast here, except for the Brewers getting the getting the honors there. So closing arguments. Obviously, the big story in the NFL and the sports world right now has been John Gruden. In the emails surfacing from about a decade ago, um, John Gruden resigning as head coach for the Raiders. I mean, you want to talk about a whirlwind and an example of how instantly things can change. Raiders three and O, they go to three and two, and now John John Gruden's out. Um, I don't know what his future is going to be. I can't see him having a job, you know, at a high profile job at any point or anytime soon here. 
But there's a lot of questions regarding to like what all does the NFL have? I mean, there's some stuff out there now, like like they found an email that that Adam Schefter sent to sent to Bruce Allen about like proofreading one of his reports on ESPN, calling him Mr. Editor. I feel like the NFL has a lot. I feel like they do, and I feel like they're they're keeping them. And I I don't want to be all conspiracy theorist here, but I feel like they've got more info now. Again, this was an investigation into Washington, and they found these emails from Gruden, over six hundred thousand, I believe was the number. I feel like they've got more, and I feel like they're holding on to it. I feel like these these are going to be like. You know, like if they want to go after somebody and kind of have a gotcha type of moment or just, you know, kind of leaking them out here or there and, and, and that sort of stuff. And and maybe they even have emails about the NFL themselves that doesn't paint the NFL in a good light. And they ain't going to release them. Regardless, I have a hard time believing that the only thing they found was, was emails regarding John Gruden. Now, first of all, Gruden, you're an idiot. For, for thinking some of the stuff that you are and for saying some of the stuff that you did. But you're also an idiot for emailing them to to the people that you did and, and to the accounts that you did if you're trying to hide that stuff. But there's just there's something about this that I feel like there's a lot more that's, that's not being said. And honestly, while the NFL should release everything and i know that there's going to be some like lawsuits to to release everything and all that i honestly feel like they ain't gonna do it and it's gonna be a little sketchy and i just don't know if we'll know everything i don't know if we'll know everything i don't know if we'll know all the emails i feel like there's more there um i I feel like there's some more damning stuff about uh about other people perhaps the snyder's you know, Dan Snyder, who, I mean, this was supposed to be an investigation into, perhaps some other people across the league. Maybe we'll hear a little bit about it once in a while if the NFL wants to leak it. But I just, I, I don't know if we'll ever find out everything involved in it. And because it's because the NFL is the all-powerful, mighty sports organization. Organization, regardless, you know, just overall organization in the entire world, in the country. I mean... We can go through all the different stuff, deflate gates and this and that, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, the NFL is king right now. They really are. Goodell knows that. Roger Goodell knows that. Everybody in the NFL knows that. They're king. People tune in. People want to play in the NFL. They can do whatever they want. And they can get away with it. They can sell whatever they want. People will buy it. But this whole email thing, I think we'll find out maybe a little bit more, but I don't think we're going to hear the whole story. I don't think we'll find out everything. I just don't. Might be a kind of a conspiracy theory, but I mean, come on, it's the NFL too. So I just, I don't know if we'll, we, we will find out everything about those emails. All right. That's going to do it for us for this episode of the man cave podcast. We got another one dropping down later this week. Make sure you're tuning into that until next time. I'm Dan Casper. We'll talk with you guys again soon. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Man Cave Podcast. But can you do me a quick favor? Can you subscribe, follow, like, and share the podcast? 
and you know rate it like if you're on itunes or anything like that just make it a good rating that way other people can find the podcast too hey we're everywhere itunes spotify stitcher google you name it we're all over spread the word about the man cave podcast until next time i'm dan casper and we'll talk with you later